Well, good morning. Good to see everybody today. Good crowd. Good to have you joining us on the live stream, uh, if you're doing that right now. And uh, got a couple of people I want to welcome here today. Uh, This weekend, starting tonight and uh, tomorrow and Tuesday, we have our annual homecoming uh, of the SBC of Virginia, and our our church home is hosting that this year. And we we have a lot of people from the home office, I think, in this service right now. Would y'all stand up? If you're from the SBCV of Virginia And uh, yeah, see all that crowd right there They're all uh, They're all smiling and so happy They're they're about to be a a tornado of activity here They're just, actually they're saying Could you hurry up and finish And and, uh, maybe not even have the third service So we can get going But uh, you be praying for them We've got uh, an exciting time in front of us The next couple of days And you're invited to all of it uh, that'll be going on. It's all day tomorrow into the evening. But I especially want to make you aware of uh, tonight. Uh, our choir and orchestra will be a part of the worship time. As a matter of fact, they'll, they'll be a part of it a good bit tomorrow and Tuesday also. But uh, especially tonight, our choir and orchestra. Avalon will be here in concert. Uh, we've hosted them before. I know some of you are familiar with them. And then uh, Kevin Azell is going to be here speaking tonight also. He is the president of the North American Mission Board. That's an entity of Southern Baptist life. Uh, you hear a lot about the International Mission Board. Well, uh, the, the International Mission Board is everything on the earth except North America. And we have a, a mission board for that. North American Mission Board is Canada, the United States, and, and Mexico. And uh, he's a great speaker. I promise you, you want to be here and hear him tonight. I don't know if he'll be sharing about this. Uh, I, I imagine he'll say something about it. But uh, a lot of us are, are very familiar you're very aware, of course, what went on last Sunday as we were here worshiping and celebrating and enjoying being at church. You, you got home and heard about what happened at First Baptist of uh, Sutherland Springs, Texas, and that, that awful tragedy there. Honestly, folks, I, I don't know about y'all, I, I'm running out of ways to even understand this, to think about it, to, to even put it into prayer, what, what has been going on, what is going on. In our nation, such a travesty there. But I want you to know something you have done uh, as Southern Baptists. You know, we, you, when you give, we give to the cooperative program. Uh, a good bit of that goes to our, our SBC of Virginia and the work that goes on throughout our state. Over half of it goes to what goes on throughout the nation and uh, to the North American Mission Board. And uh, just in the midst of that travesty, the North American Mission Board stepped up and uh, in, into the life of what was going on in that church. And they're paying for every single one of those funerals. Uh, and you're a part of that. You, you, you're a part of making that happen. So... Thank you for what you do, but uh, Kevin will be here tonight, he'll be speaking. So it's going to be an awesome evening, starting at uh, 6.30, at least that's what the staff told me, and honestly, they halfway didn't look like they know what time it was when I asked earlier, but I'm almost confident that it starts at at 6.30. So, uh, well, hey, we are uh, moving closer and closer to the the Thanksgiving season. Did you see the commercials? They're running this week, aren't they? Uh, As we move up onto the holiday, we've got... The commercials running and decorations are are going up. Well, as we're in the midst of this season, uh, I I made this crazy promise last week that with uh, a couple of insights from Scripture that we could have the best holiday, the best Thanksgiving season ever. 
Now, that's, that's quite a bold claim. I mean, I'm up against your favorite holiday cookies. I'm up against your best vacation. I'm up against your best memories. I, I, I mean, I started thinking about that. Okay, what are, what are you saying, Randy, that we can do better than? And I started thinking in my own life, we can do better than forgotten cookies. Because that is the best holiday cookie, right? Have you forgotten what those are? Ah, I guess hence the name. Uh, we're, we're up against, for me, would be any Thanksgiving or Christmas in the Rocky Mountains, right? Right? None of you? Y'all there today? Anybody out there this morning? It's just it's kind of a slow day. Okay. All right. All right. You know, I, what would your list be? What, what makes a holiday really good? Is it, is it, when you think of that, is it something you look back on? Is it a memory that you have? Or are you looking forward? Man, you've, you've got a list, you've got some hopes of, of what you want to happen this holiday season that would make it a, that would make it a good one. Uh, well, listen, I think God wants for you the best one ever. And so last week we said there are three steps to getting to the best holiday ever. Three words, and last week we introduced the first word. It was the word confess. Probably not the first word that comes to our mind when we think about having the, the best of something. But you stop and think about it, it's kind of, actually kind of logical because sin blocks blessing. Sin, sin blocks good things happening in our lives. Now, you know, the strange thing is sin doesn't block anything good from happening in your lives. No, we, we can be dealing with sin. We can inappropriately be dealing with sin and still have a good meal, a good day, good weather, good experiences, good relationships. But even in the midst of the good that's going on around us, sin will keep us from fully enjoying that. Fully going to the, the depth of what God has for us in that goodness. So we, we finished last week saying, man, we, we've got to confess. We've got to repent. Let, let's clear the garbage out. Let's get the, the junk out of the way. So last week, our first word, our first step, confess. And today we move to our second word, our second step, and that is we, we move from confess to bless. And when we hear the word blessing, I think especially around the, the Thanksgiving season, we, we think of counting our blessings, right? Thinking about the good things that we have in our lives and, and acknowledging that. You know, you know if, if, if you stop and think about it, it's kind of sad that we have to stop and think about it. Have you ever noticed you don't, you don't have to stop and think, hmm, now let's see, what am I really upset about right now? I know I was thinking about it the other day. Let's see, who am I really angry at? I just can't recall their name. No, you know, we don't ever have to stop and think that. Instantly, immediately, our heart and our mind is always on what we're angered by, what we're frustrated by, who we're disappointed in. Everything in us is automatically there. But we do have to stop and think, hey, who do I appreciate? Why do I appreciate them? How do I need to be acknowledging that? What, what am I thankful for? What am I enjoying? What do I appreciate? I mean, we do have to stop and think about that. And you see how sin and, and how Satan works in our lives? And, and so we, we stop and think. Praise the Lord, we've got a holiday right now that actually makes us do that. And we, we start to count our blessings. 
Maybe we think in general terms. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for a home if I have that. I'm grateful for health if we have that. Or grateful for a family. Maybe, maybe when you're running around your Thanksgiving table with stories, you're kind of looking back on 2017 and you're, you're kind of all together rehearsing some of the good things that have happened specifically that year. You know, I can already kind of imagine what's going to be the conversation at our table. We'll talk about Walt, our, our, our grandson. Uh, he kind of owns our family right now. Not, not, not just the grandparents. He's got the aunts, the uncles. I've never seen a one-year-old with such power over so many. And he just does what he wants, and we're just all there. But, you know, I mean, we're grateful for, for Walton. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about Danny and Amy, uh, my daughter, getting married this past year. Gosh, that was so much fun. But, but even more than that, just seeing as their story began, how God just put himself in the middle of that and just guided and answered some prayers and finding a place to live and jobs and getting moved up there to Brooklyn. And we'll probably talk about the boys some being together at, at West Point now. And, 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 you know, honestly, I think one of the things I'll be talking about that I'm really grateful for is, is a half a gallon of milk. I, or maybe I should say just a half a gallon of milk. You know, wasn't that many years ago, Karen went to the grocery store and every single week bought six gallons of milk and all the supporting cast of groceries that goes with six gallons of milk. Now it's a half gallon and we hope it doesn't go sour. <laughs> we, we hope we can get it, get it all drank before it's bad. You know, I, I, I would imagine this Thanksgiving will be a few weeks shy of our anniversary, but I, I think this Thanksgiving we'll be talking about 30 years of marriage together. I love Karen and I's story together every day of it not not every day is laughter but every day is our story and it's been a such a good one for us you know I'll tell you something we we talk about I'll talk about I talk about this church are you grateful for the Heights Baptist Church man I tell you one of the greatest blessings in my life is this church I'm so I'm grateful for how you this church family embraces world missions I mean we, you think about it, we got a team in Nicaragua right now we got a team leaving for Haiti and in just a couple of days I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for how you move out into our community right here to serve and to minister and to, to carry the gospel. I'm, I'm grateful for how you gather every single week to, to worship together, to serve and to minister to one another. This, this is such an, an awesome place. And, and so that'll be our conversation. That, that'll be the kind of things we'll be talking about and then we'll get up and clean up from Thanksgiving and then we'll go in and pretend to watch a football game but mostly we just all go into turkey coma right I mean you're just done at that point and, and then we'll wake up and and we'll we'll have pumpkin pie Karen, Karen's homemade pumpkin pie and that'll that'll kind of round off a day of, of counting our blessings isn't it good to count your blessings I mean, it feels good. Even when we feel bad and feel like there's nothing going on, we'll, we'll kind of stop on, on a day like Thanksgiving and we'll look into the bag of goodies and realize, hey, there, there is some things here. There, there are some things I'm enjoying, I'm appreciating. There are some things we're, we're laughing and celebrating. And it, and it just feels good to look into the bag of goodies. But aren't we right now looking for more than good? I mean, hey, last week we started a journey, said we're not after a good holiday. We're after the best holiday season ever, the best Thanksgiving ever. So, so how do we do that? Well, you know, Jesus answers that question. 
He says, hey, listen, y'all all know how good it feels to look into the bag of goodies and appreciate. Well, let's knock it up a notch. He, he tells us how to go on even from there. In a very simple verse, Acts chapter 20, verse 35. In all things I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed. It's, it's even better. It feels even better to give than to receive. Now, first of all, let's acknowledge what this verse is not saying. It's not saying it's bad to receive. It's not saying you should feel just a little guilty if you're having fun. You, you should feel just a little guilty if you've received some. No, it's good to receive. It's good to receive. It's good to acknowledge the giver of all good things, God. We all know that feeling. Well, Jesus is saying, hey, listen, we can go up a level from there even better than that receiving. And you know how good that is. Even better than the receiving is giving. Is giving. That's how you and I, that's the next step we take in going after the best holiday we've ever had. We, we give. So here's going to be our challenge. It's going to be to give someone else something to be thankful for to give someone else something to be thankful for such a simple idea you know we we hear a lot of phrases oh you know smile at others and do a good deed but you know this simplicity is actually kind of how we fulfill the church vision that we have that we've been talking about all this past fall you know that that vision where we've said that in the next 10 years the heights baptist church wants to be a church that the 804 cannot imagine being without. By expanding to five campuses and extending the reach of Love 804. So that, there's a reason. In, in a world where we seem to have a declining opportunity to, to share God's word. We're doing all this so that we have our greatest opportunity in front of us. As a community can't imagine being without us, we have a greater opportunity to preach God's word, teach God's word, live God's word, share the gospel. Now, you remember when I was sharing all that and we were looking at that for so many weeks, we said that expanding to the five campuses and extending Love 804, those are just the anchor points. Those are just the big anchors. But there's a whole lot of things that go on in between. Well, folks, this is one of them. When you and I leave here, not just as individuals, but we leave here as the church. We, we leave here as an army of, of 2,100, 2,200, 2,300 strong going out into our community to give someone something to be thankful for. Folks, you realize we have a chance the next 12 days. you got 12 days, by the way. We've got a chance to have a profound impact on the 804, we literally can touch tens of thousands of people. So with that kind of challenge, let's, let's break that down. Let's, let's look at that a little bit more, what it means that we're going to give someone else something to be thankful for. First thing, we want to look at three things. Number one, ask the Lord to guide you and use you for this. Now, you know what? You don't need to do that. It, you can walk out of here today and just yeah, be at the restaurant and pay for somebody's lunch. There, I did it. Go home and, 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 and do something for something. You don't, you don't necessarily have to. But, but folks, we're not, we're not actually after just doing a good deed. We're after God and what He can do in that deed, right? 
Y'all remember that story in the, in the Gospels where uh, Jesus has been teaching like thousands and thousands of people all day long and everybody's hungry and grumpy and it's time to go home. And Jesus says, hey, listen, let's not send them home hungry. You feed them. And the disciples are like, what? I, I, what? How do we feed all these people? And they scurrying around and all they come up with is some kid's sack lunch. Y'all know that story, right? And, and, and the kid gives it. You know, here, here's my sack. A few fish, a couple of loaves of bread. And when Jesus is done with it, it feeds thousands of people. Folks, that's what I want to see happen, right? Right? Yes? Crickets? <laughs> I mean, what if? What, what if it wasn't just me doing a good deed? But it was God picking up that deed and doing something with it. You know, in our vision, we've said we want to be a part of something that is beyond what we can imagine. We want to be a part of what only God can do. So what we want to start with is not just, hey, Lord, help me do something kind today. No, Lord, guide me, use me to do something that you'll pick up and you'll do more than I could have even imagined. I'm, I'm thinking I'm just touching this one person, but, but you're, it's, it's everybody that's behind them that, that you're going to end up touching and moving through. So we want to pray, God, would you guide us to the who, use us in how you do this. Now, number two, here's a little bit of a challenge. Look to bless where there's the greatest need. Now, you know what? It's, it's easy and it's fun to bless those who don't actually need it and are going to bless you right back, right? Right? And, and by the way, it's absolutely okay to bless somebody who doesn't need it. <laughs> it's absolutely okay to bless somebody who's going to do that right back for you. But, but I'm saying in the next 12 days that what you and I are praying about and, and what we're looking for is where there's an actual need. Spiritual need, emotional need, relational need, physical need. It might be something with money. It might be something with time. You might blow their leaves. You might, it might be as simple as a letter. A letter of encouragement. A letter of, of giving forgiveness. I mean, who knows what it will be. As a matter of fact, I think that as God guides us to the who, I think the what will become kind of clear. I, I think the what we need to do will be more clear as we see the maybe not maybe you'll maybe you'll see somebody and and God just lays on your heart you, you need to do something there and it's not quite clear to you we'll just keep praying well God you pointed them out what do you want me to do right we just keep praying until we have that but my guess is for the most part when we see the who we're we're going to know the what and and let's let's ask the Lord to use us to really minister to to really touch to really bless a significant need in someone's life and then number three now here's the here's where i've tricked you because i've kind of led you to believe we're just doing this for one person right i want to challenge you to bless five i want to challenge each and not not five as a couple not not five as a family five as an individual that, that each one of us in here, across three services, across two campuses, that we would each one go after five people. Now, you stop and think about that in 12 days. This is going to be some real work, isn't it? I mean, you had to knock somebody out by Tuesday. You're, you're, behind, you're behind the curve, right? And, and I, don't, like, knock them out, right? You, I just check them off. Get my language right there. <laughs> Five people. A family member. This could be an extended family member. It could be an immediate family member. And, you know, I mean, we're always doing stuff for family, right? But remember number two. 
I'm not just doing something for a family member. I'm asking God to kind of maybe show me where there might really be a need I can meet, that I, I can serve. Now, out of this whole list here, my guess is already some, some names and faces are coming to your mind. Except this next one. No name or face comes from a stranger because they're a stranger, right? You know, this one's a little bit tricky. In the next 12 days, you and I will probably pass thousands and thousands of strangers, right? I mean, you go to the mall, there's a couple thousand right there. Now, I myself will not be going to the mall. It's just a commitment I've made in the next 12 days. And the day after, especially, day number 13. Uh, I, I, I won't, but you know, you, you, I mean, gosh, in a day, school, work, you know, you're walking. And let's be honest, we've kind of trained ourselves to mostly not see strangers, right? To, to mostly not see people's eyes and, and what's going on. But, but for the next 12 days, out of thousands of people that, that we'll be driving by, walking by, interacting with, we're asking God, remember one and two, we're asking God to kind of point out one, just one out of the thousands that will be walking around you. God, would you, would you point out one? And, and, and again, I'm assuming if God uses something to grab your attention, may, maybe the what you're going to do will be kind of obvious. But that's, that's what we're doing here. So we got a family member, immediate or extended family, a stranger, somebody in, in, in our neighborhood, somebody that we, you know, maybe pass by all the time and wave. Because we don't do much more neighborhoods anymore, do we? We just kind of wave and that, that's about it. But we're asking God, hey, how can I bless, serve my, my neighbor? How about a fellow church member? You know, I, when, when I put this down here, folks, I'm, what comes to my mind is when uh, Jesus, again, was, was talking to a group of folks and uh, somebody came in and said, hey, your mom and brother and sister's outside waiting for you. You know, the car's running. Uh, and, and, and Jesus said, uh, you know, who is my mother and my brother and my sisters? But right here. And he elevates the spiritual family, the church. He elevates that in our lives to the same as the physical family. He's not taking down our devotion to the physical family any. He's just elevating so really in the same way that I would walk into my own home and be thinking about whose need can I serve, in Jesus' mind, that's the way you and I entered these doors today. We're looking at each other, not, not as strangers, but a family. I, I, I want to see you. I want to know you. We, we want to serve and meet each other's needs. So pick somebody here at, at, at church. And then, of course, a co-worker or a student, if you're a, a student. We, we have to put this because this is where we spend so much time, right? I mean, we spend as, almost, as much time at E as we do the other, the other four combined. And so we want to pick somebody there. Five people. Now, folks, think about that. If we leave here today... And this is not a metaphorical neat idea for me. This is what I'm praying for. If we leave here today, and I think I said a moment ago, 21, 2200 strong, but we're not really going to be 21, 2200. I mean, some of that number is two-year-olds, right? And honestly, I've talked to some of our two-year-olds. Very selfish. I don't think they're going to be any help. I, I, don't, I don't think they will be any help at all in, in us doing this. And go ahead and throw the one and three-year-olds in that group too. And, and so let's say we leave here today, and this, I mean, hey, this, now this could be a nine-year-old, a 15-year-old, you know, on up from there, but let's say 1,500. Let's say 1,500 of us really take this seriously. And 
we each go out and, and we bless five. We give them something very current and very fresh right now to be thankful for. Now, what's our vision? It, it's, it's to be something for the 804 so that they can't imagine being without us. Folks, you realize, if, if we all go out here, 1,500 of us, and we bless five, that's 7,500 people. Now, we're not a small community. We're not the largest community in America either, are we? I mean, 7,500 will be felt throughout the whole area code. Now, granted, you, 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 may, you may bless somebody outside of the 804. By all means, do that. But, but 7,500, and you know, it's not just 7,500 people. You know, if, if, you, if you bless me, maybe you say something to me that just encourages me, lifts me up. Maybe you give me something. Well, guess what? I get in my car and I go home and my family kind of ends up being the benefit of, of how I've been blessed, right? I mean, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I, you know, and, and when dad's in a good mood, maybe I help somebody else be in a good mood. Or maybe you've given me something and, and so now I'm sharing. You see, when you bless one, you potentially touch everybody they go home to. So it's not just 7,500 people, it's 7,500 homes that we have a chance to impact. I don't know that it'd be 7,500 businesses, but it's hundreds and hundreds of businesses and schools all throughout our area because we go out and do this. And folks, don't we need to do this? Isn't this what's needed in our nation? You know, as, as, as we have come through one more, one more mass casualty, it's, remember it used to be the mass casualty of the century, and then it was the mass casualty of the decade, and now it's kind of becoming the mass casualty of the month. And you, know, you listen to the news, and you listen to, to the, the celebrities, and everybody saying, you know, we, we got, you know what, you, we need to be kind. We need to smile. We need to set our differences down. You know what? It sounds strange. I don't know that a smile is going to fix that much. I don't even know that you doing a good deed. Oh, you know, pay it back, right? You know what? Honestly, I don't know that doing a good deed will change very much right now. If I haven't given that good deed to God. If God's not in that, if God's not using that, if God's not working through it. And laying down our differences, gosh, folks, that's such a, 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 a simple, very practical idea that you realize is not going to happen. We can all, all, all agree, all, we need to, we need to lay down our differences. Well, let me really shock you. No, we probably don't. You know, if, if our differences are that I like chocolate ice cream and you like vanilla, then yeah, if that's the big difference, then we should probably lay that down. But we're not where we are because you like chocolate and I like vanilla. Some of these differences are principles. Some of these principles are values. I'm not laying them down. I actually think what you value, what you principle, is deadly and destructive to me and to the culture and society that I live in. I'm not going to pretend like there's a difference. So now what do we do? What, what, what do you do now when you look at that person and say, Hey man, you know what I don't like about you? It's pretty significant. It's not a little thing. You know what? I don't entirely have an answer for you today, but I'll tell you this. 
And this isn't just about our nation. This could be true in our marriage. It could be true with somebody at work. However, we're going to work through this difference. It'll be easy or not easy. It'll be easier to work through that difference on a tidal wave of good than a tidal wave of hate. That's what this is about. Okay? You smiling and paying for somebody's lunch isn't going to fix what's going on in America. I'm sorry, but it's not. If we all pay for somebody's, it ain't going to fix the problem. But man, if we, if we really look to where God guides us to do those things, and we ask God to do much more in it. Now, to ask God to do much more in it, I've got to be yielding my, my money, my time, my effort, my energy. I, I've got to yield that over to the Lord I give that to him to use. I ask to be used where it meets a real need. Go out there and bless five. It won't solve the problems, but it'll create a better place to work on them, right? I grew up in Texas. I don't even know where Sutherland Springs is. But I know this. God's given me and God's given you stewardship of the 804. Please don't hear this lesson as a smile and do something nice. Folks, that's spiritual warfare right there. I have, I have pleaded with God all week long that there really would be 1,500 of us. Haven't we trained ourselves to walk into this house and hear things that we nod to and agree with and say amen and it's completely gone by the time we get to the car? We've trained ourselves to do that. What if? What if we left here an army of 1,500 strong and we blessed five people in 12 days? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray you would answer that what if. God, even as I pray this, I don't know how you would do it or what you would show us, but I pray you will show us what you can do when we seek to bless five people in our lives. I pray you will raise up in our, our congregation today an army of 1,500 to go out with your heart, your mind, with your eyes, and they will see what you will see, and that, God, they will yield themselves to be used by you to give five people something to be thankful for right now. And, God, I pray this would just be one thing, one step for how we rightly steward, how we rightly manage the, the community you've given to this church. God, we need your help. We need your empowerment. We need your, your resources. But God, we are sure excited and we're going to praise you and thank you for what we see you do. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.